welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What up, webheads, along with... Ryan Griffin, AJ Riley, Paul Roshan, I'm Matt Bass, and welcome to Sports Carnage. <clears throat> Guys, uh, really slow week in the sports world, huh? Nothing going on whatsoever Nothing leading up to this. Very, it's a good thing, actually, yeah. that we delayed Not a damn thing. the cast. Because in the, time, in the time that we should have ha- casted on Tuesday to now on Thursday, this thing will be out tomorrow for y'all on Friday, I guarantee it, uh, James Harden and the entire crazy NBA debacle has been solved, and he is now in Brooklyn. And uh, I wouldn't else say solved. Everywhere else. And... Uh, let's see, the Jacksonville Jaguars got their new head coach, uh, the former head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes in Urban Meyer. But the big news Speaking for us, of Ohio State. Homers, well, we can deal with Ohio State in a little bit and them getting their We're, not, we're just going to gloss over the whole national championship game? Uh, we're going to ignore the national championship game because outside of the first quarter, it was not a game. So <laughs> that was that. First quarter, great job. It was a really enjoyable first quarter. After that, not so much. So we will leave that game alone. But for us homers in the mitten, we have finally gotten an answer to who is going to be the next general manager for our beloved, wonderful, fantastic Detroit Lions. And it is none other than anyone that none of us have really ever heard of, the 41-year-old from the Rams, Brad Holmes. Now, I know one of us is extremely pissed off at this situation and is actually surprisingly not me, the one who always has problems with whatever the Lions do. But our very own Paul Roshan, not so happy with the hire of the 41-year-old who has spent the last 18 years in the Rams organization. Paul, please, let's get it out of the way right now. What is your problem with this hire? My problems are legion. But... I want to do this a little differently because instead of me just yelling and ranting and saying that the Lions are trash, even though everyone knows the Lions are trash and that they blow everything because they blow everything. Obviously, this is extremely frustrating. We talked at length about how important this hire was, right? Like this was a hire that can turn the franchise around. Every new GM is the hire that can turn the franchise around. We talked at length about this on cast in We were all ecstatic. I was extremely, extremely happy, and I think the rest of us were also very happy when Bob Quinn got the boot along with his boy, Matty P, and we got a complete reboot, right? This one is super important for a myriad of reasons. You have your franchise quarterback that you have to make a decision on. Most likely, they're going to keep him, so this is your last shot with him, no matter what. Whoever's coming in here to clean up this mess that Bob Quinn has created, and I do mean created, because he actually inherited a pretty a team in a solid place, like a team not super far away, and then yeah, completely dismantled Made the playoffs a couple years it. out of the four, yeah. right? Two out of four years. Yeah, three oh, yeah. out of four. Was it three out of four? No, yeah. that's not true. Are you sure? Yeah, that's, it was three out of four because Caldwell was in here running shit. That's that's not true. We we were nine and seven. We had three out of four winning seasons. We didn't make it the last nine and seven season. It was two out of four, uh, but that's all right. It's not it's not a big deal. Um, we were in a much better place, and then he dismantled us and made us super 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 bad. After his obviously his debacle nine and seven's not good enough. Then two years later, all of a sudden we're in a rebuild. But it, that's gone, right? We're done with that. 
Stafford's got one more shot over the next handful of years, right? Like we got a five-year window tops with Stafford, right? Uh, so that's we not, have that's a little generous, but continue. Is it generous? Quarterbacks playing until they're forty-three years old. Tom Brady, yeah, no, I, we have, at he's got, he's got, oh yeah, easily. and there, there's no difference between Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. No, nah, Stafford's he got a better arm. Has. Yeah, a lot better arm, which means he'll, he will age. He will age better than Brady. Um, no, sure. What physically? Well, I mean, I think he's been hit. I mean, more yeah, than you Tom saw Brady. this. This is no, why I mean, we. No, this is we why saw we how great like Dante topics. Culpepper was when he was older. This, this is how arm. this is how we derail Don, topics. Donovan McNabb. Oh, we're, we're not going to do this. Is, we have at least a, a five-year window with Stafford. But at the end of the day, if this GM doesn't have the answers. We're super set back because now we're at a full rebuild, finding a quarterback, finding everything. Like, it's a complete disaster, even worse. So this was a super crucial turning point for the franchise. And there was a lot out there. There was a lot of very good available candidates, both at the GM position and I think at the head coaching position, which we are also in the process of blowing. I want to ask you guys first, before we really dive into this, because I, I can go on a rant about all the ways that this guy sucks and isn't the answer and, wh- and you why there were, I will, we'll get there, why there were so many better candidates. But the best way to attack this, I think, is we need to have some common ground on a few things. What are the criteria that we are hiring a GM based on? What do you guys want to see this process bear out? Because listen... Anyone can pan out, right? Like you're throwing darts at a dartboard and you could get lucky and you could uncover the next genius who stays here for 20 years and wins five Super Bowls. Like that, you could pull someone off the street and that could happen. I mean, you could always hit the lottery, right? But what is important is the process, how this decision is made and what you're evaluating the candidates on. And that's, this is why I'm so upset. So I want from each of you, and you can give me more than one, you can give me one, what is important criteria to you? The Fords are making this decision. They're where the Lions are right now. We need a GM to completely retool this roster and get us to contention. What qualities are you looking for in a GM candidate? When you're comparing candidates, where where are you, what is your checklist of things that you're looking for? Uh, um, go ahead, I, Ryan. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, I guess I'll go first as opposed to like leadership qualities and stuff. I don't know any of these guys personally, so I'm going to take all that aside. You obviously want him to be a good leader. You want him to be able to get along with people. But we don't know that about any of these guys. Yeah, so, so the we'll one scratch thing, off the intangibles. So the one thing that I want that is, like, uh, like you know, quantifiable um, is actually something that, uh, that Mr. Holmes has. And I want someone to have a background in scouting because I think drafting is the most important part of building your team. I concur. And he – and he has that. It's one of the reasons why I wanted Lewis Riddick, um, too, because you you have that background and you have you know years of trying to identify the talent. The next thing is sort of like those bits and pieces stories. Like we have those with Holmes, and we'll get into it later. But just to kind of tell you what I'm alluding to, like when the Pistons hired Troy Weaver, you're wondering like what are some of the stories of Troy Weaver? What are the what are the decisions he was involved in? And for him, he was somebody who really uh, kind of carried the water for Russell Westbrook when OKC was heading into that draft. And then they ended up picking him. Was it totally Troy Weaver's decision? Probably not. But hearing that that was a guy he identified and said, no, we need him at four, when at the time people thought, you know, it was an overdraft. 
that uh, they obviously worked worked out well for him and for the franchise. So you look for little stories like that too. Those are I would I say love those, that answer. I love. I that. would I would say that those are those are kind of hard to judge because I don't think you hear a lot of the bad ones. Mm-hmm. You hear ones and you might not think they're good decisions, right. but usually when you hear those stories, it's because it's it's a good and it worked out and it's trying to highlight why this guy is good. But for me, the main thing is I just want um, a background in scouting. I want a background in like draft work, which is why I didn't hate Lewis Riddick. I didn't even hate the possibility of like Daniel Jeremiah or uh, Mike Mayock when he got hired with the Raiders. That's the, the main thing that I'm looking for. And as far as that goes, uh, Holmes has a check on that regard. Now to play on that real quick, um, and I, I love your number two a lot, and we'll get into that. I, I think that's super cool, and I agree. Like it's in, no, I'll, I'll say most of that actually. But regarding number one, your number one thing, you want a scouting background, right? So pretty much everyone, for the most part, that the Lions were evaluating had a scouting background. Most of them were scouts at one point, in personnel directors, and helped make draft picks. So. When you're trying to compare their scouting record, uh, if you could get into it a little bit more for me, what are you looking for to separate them? How important is it to you that they worked for a team that drafted well or scouted well or that unearthed gems? Like that's is would you agree that's part of the evaluation process? Yes, and obviously you want to see good players, right? Uh, hopefully you Absolutely. see you get seven, eight picks of draft. You want to see seven All Pro players. The, you're not going to get that from from anybody, obviously. So uh, I I am I think more interested in the first round picks that people have than other people are because I do think getting like that top top uh, end talent is really important. And then I'm interested to see what you do in round, obviously in the later rounds. But the more you know starters you can get. From some of the later rounds, whether it's like four through seven, um, I think is really important. But it's mainly just like the the player pool that they end up putting together. And again, just because you have that scouting background doesn't mean you're the one making all those picks. And it might not even mean you liked all those picks. So it's it's still a little bit tricky. But you obviously want somebody from if they're going to have a scouting background, especially as one as. Uh, like, that was Holmes' job. Like, he wasn't an assistant GM or something. He was, like, director of scouting, I think, was his uh, his title over in at the Ransom. Yeah. yeah. So you want to see somebody. Years. Yeah, so you want to see that those drafts are, are panning out, and maybe even in this case more so than even some, like, trades that they made or free agent signings or whatever. Uh, so I think that the heavier the scouting background coming to your team as the GM, you just want to see the player pool that uh that they were able to acquire and um obviously see now how those guys have have panned out especially when you're director of college scouting like he is then it's it's that's what it's all about that's 98 percent of your job all right aj you're pretty quiet what do you got for me i don't think i have as probably a good it doesn't need to be as good of an answer as ryan does um i want to tailor this to you yeah what are you looking well so and maybe I'm a little bit jaded from the past regime, but I want somebody to come in uh, that understands, first of all, the city that he's coming to um, and the situation that he's coming to. Um, the franchise more than the city, right? No, the city. The franchise the, 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 You mean the, the city? The people that are going to be essentially funding his paycheck. Like, the fans that are, like understand what really? he's getting into. Um, because Detroit is a very passionate football city um which is why i thought salah would be a great head coach hire 
Um, but that's beside the point in another discussion in and of itself. And, and when I say know the city, understand that you have fans here that are very passionate um, and have essentially been bamboozled in a lot of ways when it comes to the Lions always drinking the Kool-Aid, um, but want nothing more than a winner. Um, and I think that the approach that you come in with is important. So I, I agree with Ryan 100%. I think the scouting for me and, and finding those good players, those talented players, um, are is important. But I want somebody to come in with a demeanor, and I'll label it a humble confidence. Okay, Not somebody like a Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia that came in and acted like they're the smartest guy in the room. I want somebody to come in and build a good team around him that's going to um, – help him evaluate and help him make the best decisions for the team that represents our city. I'm, I'm hearing that you and Ryan are completely on board then with, with what Brad Holmes brings to the table. <clears throat> because Brad Holmes, from every job he's had, has wanted to do nothing but be the best possible at that exact job that he was doing. He wasn't looking to the next step. He was trying to be the best at that particular job from working in PR to being an intern in the scouting team to moving on from there. He has always just wanted to be the best at that individual position. Everything I'm reading on this guy, that is how he talks. That is how he's acted. So it sounds, and with Ryan, with everything that you're talking about, Ryan, with the scouting ability, you know, I understand you say you want first round guys. I want second and third round guys. I want a guy that's going out there because look, while it was, it's. I want to find the Russell it's, Wilson in the third round. You know, it's 2020 vision to go look back and say, "Oh, Aaron Donald," but mm-hmm. there was a lot of naysayers on Aaron Donald. He's only six foot. That's really small for his position. And Brad Holmes is the guy that was pushing the Rams to say, "I don't care how small this guy is. Look at his work ethic. Look at his heart. Look at how hard this man plays." I mean, Donald's he, position's all about leverage, which is not beneficial to the taller guys but, but you when know, you look at the way that analytic people in the nfl have looked at these guys they want bigger guys they want six foot three six foot four six foot five guys they don't want the six foot guys aaron donald was doubted because of his size and brad holmes is the guy that pushed the ramp through that but i'm not talking about that i'm talking about going and finding guys like a josh reynolds like a sebastian joseph like a daryl henderson like a cam Akers, guys in the second Third and fourth round that make First of your all, guys better, oh. that makes your team better, that makes you competitive. Because for the most part, over the last five years, the Rams have been pretty competitive, and that is all we can hope for in Detroit. So what are you, what are you looking for, GM? Matt? I'm looking for when every, you're... everything that Ryan and and AJ have said. I am looking for. I am looking for a guy who works hard at his job, is not looking out for that next gig is not looking out for that next step, but works his ass off at his job Mm -hmm. and his job alone, having the ability to trust his gut and have the evaluation skills that he has to position himself and his team to get the right guys and put them in the right position to make this team a consistent contender. That is what I'm looking for. And it looks like from everything I'm reading on this guy, that there's a chance that Brad Holmes is going to be this guy. He is young. He is hungry. Everyone who talks about him loves him. And, you know, in, in a different situation from where we were when Bob Quinn came in, 
where the Lions looked at all of three people before making the hire. The Lions have talked to 12 different candidates before making this decision. We can't say they didn't do their due Which diligence. Which that I appreciate. I That I appreciate very much. Uh, so I was going to say, so that would be like... If it was a hire that you're not on board with, that I think would might actually be the biggest highlight because pretty much everybody applauded the process from the time they brought Spielman in to everybody they were interviewing to even kind of how long it was taking. Mm-hmm. It was the Lions are doing their due diligence. It's way better than it was last time when they knew Quinn was their guy and everything else was just kind of, um, you know, like a facade. So if you were like such a fan of the process and not any of you in particular, but any of our listeners out there who, who might be uh, poo-pooing the hire, if you were such a fan of the process, this is the guy that that process um, brought you throughout all your great for Spielman, great they're doing all these interviews, great they're doing X, Y, and Z. Like this is the guy that threw out the lion's mind and you trusted them throughout the at least that part of the process. That whole team, Spielman, Barry, Rodwood, Sheila, whoever else was in on it. You know, this is the guy that that they that they turned to and that they figured out. So I think if you are a huge fan of the process, um, the results should give you a little bit more confidence if it's something that you're not confident about just on the surface level because one thing that you did know is that they did do their due diligence and why they didn't hire some of the other guys that maybe you wanted we obviously don't know and we might never know but this is the guy that that ended up yielding for you so my issue with this entire thing is criteria is a big part of the process that's why i'm discussing criteria right now because you can interview a thousand people but if you are not evaluating them on the right data points or interpreting those data points to come to a logical conclusion, that breaks your process. No matter how good ideologically it was up until that point, your criteria can break your process. I don't disagree with anything you guys have said regarding criteria yet, but I would like to add on to it. And you guys can tell me if you accept these or if you disagree with my importance of criteria. The number one thing for me, because do you let's punt be with real, the ball at the not, 40 yard line? No, no, that's for the head coach. The GM doesn't oh, make yeah, that yeah, decision. Yeah, that's yeah, for the bad, head coach. My bad. Remember? I jumped the gun that's on that. Sorry, coach. sorry, Paul. Yeah, that's it's all right, though. That'll be another podcast when I get <laughs> mad next week when I don't like the head coach. Because they hire um, Bill. Because they hired who? Bevel. No, oh, stop it. Did you? No, don't even. No, no stop. He was, he was mad today. I, I don't want to derail it, but uh, DSN actually posted an article from um, from somebody. I guess Daryl Bevel did an interview on Sirius XM where he was like, yeah, it's kind of frustrating that the Lions are taking such a long process because I'm kind of being kept out of the loop, which does give me hope that there's no way it's him. I hope not. That's good. That's fantastic. So we talked, point, point obviously— one a little bit before this on another podcast about what we were kind of what we wanted the Lions, what kind of direction we wanted them to go with their next GM hire. And I want to be very clear up front that as much as I'm going to poo-poo this hire tonight, it does not mean I think he can't be successful because he's never had this job before. So he really is an unknown. He absolutely could come in here and blow everyone's socks off. The problem is... It is the Lions' job to hire the candidate most likely to do that, based on this criteria that we're lying out. 
which hopefully they had similar criteria they were evaluating it on. And you're trying to minimize risk with this hire, right? You're not just trying to throw darts at a board. You could pull people out of a bar to take this job if you wanted to do that. And if you do that a hundred times, you might get lucky and one of them might somehow be a great NFL GM, right? Anybody on the right night. Right? Anybody that hasn't had this job before could be a theoretical success. I would never say that I know this guy's gonna fail a hundred percent. But I am gonna lay out why criteria-wise he was a dumb hire. There were many candidates that better fit it, and one in specific that I'm very upset that we did not hire. But to add on to your criteria, one of the most important things to me is you guys talked about you want him to have a scouting background and identify talent, right? Well, that kind of leads into one very important thing to me. I need him to come from a team with an elite track record, especially recently, but an elite track record. I'm not going to the Giants organization to pull someone out. I'm not going to within the Lions organization because we've done such a stand-up job and say, you know what? Let's pluck someone out of here. I'm not going to the Texans. All right. I'm not going to the Bears. I'm not hiring anybody from these organizations because they haven't had the success or the track record of getting building a talented team lately. Would you guys agree with that? Like we're trying to pick from the best teams, yes? Uh I'd say yes and no. One thing like about the Bears in terms of drafting is like they kind of traded all their draft picks. So if you're going to say we don't want someone from their scouting department because their draft suck, like they definitely had less tools to work with than some of the well, other you can, teams. You can still evaluate I, I get your the draft overall picks point, that they made. Though, but. But, so, but you would agree, like I, I would rather hire someone from the Steelers organization than from the Lions, right? That's how you get Bob Quinn, though. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, agreed, I agreed to a point, obviously. I mean, so but we that, did that with the Patriots, literally the best organization of the last 20 well, years. See, and I talked work? about this. I talked about this when we hired Bob Quinn is if we were following the proper criteria, Bob Quinn actually didn't fit that because team success does not mean that you're amazing at evaluating personnel in the Pats drafts have not been good for a long time. They have not been anything to write home about for a long time. Just because the team had success, because they had an elite GM, because they pluck other teams' players all the time, and they had one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play, does not mean that their front office does a bang-up job all the time. And that's and we talked about that when we hired Bob Quinn. And then while he was here making a mess of everything, we talked about that. Ironic because there's a case to be made that Bob Quinn's track record is better than the last handful of years for the Rams. I'll get into that in a little bit. Wait, don't but, the Rams have like 20-something pro bowlers or whatever drafted over the I, I don't last, know like, where Don pulled that number from. I'm going to I'm gonna guess he means pro bowl appearances, right, and like, Aaron Donald has like eight of them. So I, I, don't, I, I wasn't getting into that. I have my sheet – in front of me with how many Pro Bowl appearances they've had. It's not pretty, especially the last four years. Um, but we'll get into that. I don't want to get like super caught up in the details right now. I want to be a little bit abstract idealistically right now because the criteria is very important to me. So we can all agree it's better if you're – like we said, anyone could pan out. But if I'm evaluating someone between the Rams organization or the Pats organization or the Steelers or the Lions – I want to see a track record because I don't know what that guy's going to do. He wasn't the GM, but I want to see that he's been in a franchise that has done a good job. 
and hopefully he's learned something. So, but it's okay. But he's been literally under four different GMs with the Rams. He's literally had four different GMs to learn to learn from, both good and bad, to take well, away from. To hopefully, <laughs> I would say a lot of bad habits, which is why they've had so much GM turnover. But moving on from that, because I don't want to stick on the same point all night. Number two, what I look for. So we've established we want a guy with a scouting background, preferably from an organization that actually drafts well, or that scouting background is kind of useless because if you suck at scouting, it's not good. I don't want a shitty scout. So we want a good scout from a team that drafts well. Another thing that is important to me is I want this guy to be very high up in the decision-making process. So... Outside of the absurd, you're not hiring away a successful GM. It's why I laughed this entire time, all of the nonsense that kept coming out about Kevin Colbert from the Steelers. He was never coming here. He is going to retire with the Steelers. No matter what we did, he was never coming to be the GM of the Detroit Lions. It was not happening. You don't hire successful GMs away. The closest that we could have done was hiring Schneider away from Seattle. And that was only going to happen if they couldn't come to terms on an extension because he's been falling off as of late. So you're hiring the second or third in command, right? You're hiring a guy that worked under a successful GM because you can't just steal a successful GM away. That's not how the NFL works in most cases outside of weird circumstances. So it is important to me, not only am I taking a guy from this organization, But I am taking a guy who had a ton of input, who was right next to the GM, having not as much say. I mean, the GM always gets final say, right? But that was super instrumental in making these picks. That it was that when the GM's torn on a pick, that he's sitting there second in command and says, "I wanted to be this guy," and the GM says, "You know what? You're right," and I make that pick. That is important. Would you guys agree? That's a lot better than hiring a random scout, just one scout in the department. Well, I mean, yeah, you obviously want the the highest <laughs> the highest you can get. You don't want the scout intern. Of course, and, and that's what it's important because you can say, "Well, this team has drafted fifteen Pro Bowlers in the last six drafts. That's absurd. They're amazing." But just plucking someone out of the scouting department doesn't mean they're going to be amazing. You want someone that was really close to those decisions. Everything that we have talked about. This guy should not be a top three finalist for this job. There were better choices all over the place. In fact, as I alluded to, you can argue that the one we just fired fills this criteria better. I'm going to hone in on one specific because there's no way to me that the way everything unfolded that Ed Dodds should not have been the hire here. He checks all these boxes at a much better level, and he comes with a lot less question marks. There's a reason that he has not been a candidate until this year. He's 41 years old. He's young. Hadn't he turned down interviews in the past? Because I had heard that. I had never Googled it to see if it was true. But I heard he turned down interviews in the past. I have not heard that although they might have been for lateral moves. 
everything that I have read says that he has not been considered by teams a GM candidate. So he might have turned down hmm. interviews for director of personnel roles, maybe, something like that, um, associate GM. I, I'm not sure. But he has not been considered seriously as a general manager candidate until this year, which is not a huge knock. I mean, sometimes candidates spring out out of nowhere. He's had, lately, a meteoric rise to his career. He shot up the ranks very fast. As Matt started to break this down earlier, he was hired by the Rams in 03 as a PR guy. Now, he quickly moved over to scouting just a year in the PR department, and then was a scout after that, and he was a scout for eight years. Well, yeah, yeah. he went from being – he interned that first year as a scout. He's like, I'll prove oh. my worth to you. You don't got to pay me that first year. So this is – if you're interested, this is from uh, 2009 on what looks like the Colts' uh, SB Nation equivalent. Um Ed Dodds, Indianapolis Colts, if you ask 10 front office people around the league who the best scout in the NFL is, chances are you're going to hear Ed Dodds name the most. The current assistant general manager with the Indianapolis Colts, no one in the league is more widely acknowledged as the top scout, which is why Ballard poached Dodds from Seattle and gave him right-hand seat to his throne in Indianapolis. Here's where it gets interesting for me, and remember, this is from last year. So not this upcoming like offseason but the, the before the last one, yeah, basically. Yeah, 19. Yep. It says, why isn't Dodds a household name? As I've been told, he doesn't particularly like the attention that comes with being a decision maker and might not even have the desire Hold to on. be a general Hold manager. Hold on a hot second. I, I might have confused you guys. I was, I'm talking about our new GM, Brad Holmes. And then uh, it says, that would be great news for the Colts, but Dodds should start getting calls. Soon to interview for top jobs. Matt, you knew I was talking uh, about Brad Holmes, right? So maybe you yeah, are right, my- and he wasn't interested. But may- my guess would be teams probably reached out, and if what this person said is true, and I don't know who this is, and they were, uh, and Dodds was like, I'm just, I just don't want to. Can Ryan hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, I'm talking about Brad Holmes not being a serious GM candidate. Oh, that's not what you said at first, was it? Well, he, he, well a- he he went for. Hang on, in Ryan's defense, he, he you I did, did go from I talking did, about Dodds. I did. To going back to talking about Holmes. My comment I, I was on I Holmes. I should have been more clear. And that that first it was. year after yeah, PR, he interned with the scouting group to yes, earn his and position. The, and, I, so, and I thought, it was, my, it was my bad too. I could have been more clear. But not a big deal. So you're just reinforcing even more why Dodds is awesome and our hire is not. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that, right? So for eight years, he was a scout with the Rams. And then they promoted him to director of college scouting. And he's been there for the last eight years. Eight, eight, maybe if my math's right. 13 to 20. It's it's around eight Seven, years. Eight, I don't something know. Something like that. Some, something like that. The, do you the count math the 13? Gets a little fuzzy. Do you count 14 as the first year? We don't know. Do you count 20? <laughs> well, 20 counts. We're in 21. I think it's eight years. But it doesn't matter. He's been there a while. He's been there a hot minute. What concerns me is a few things I touched on. One, in LA, there is a clear hierarchy. Less need is the general manager. His right-hand man, Tony Pastors, is the cap guy. He's the contract guy, right? Kind of like um, uh, Tom Lawand was here, I think, with Mayhew. Uh, that didn't go well, but it, he was. He, he's kind of that equivalent. So he's basically the assistant GM. Um, they call him something different. He might be like the president or something. Um, but he's, he's second in command. And then you have Taylor Morton, 
who's a senior personnel guy. And then you have a name that should be very familiar to Lions fans, uh, Brian Zanders, actually. And the reason he should be familiar to Lions fans, and it's very frustrating to me, is he was an up-and-comer in our front office for a long time. And then he got poached away amidst the turnover to go to the Rams, which is cool, and that's whatever. Under those guys... You have your directors of the scouting departments. Uh, you have your director of pro scouting, your director of scouting strategy, who you could even argue is higher in the hierarchy than Brad Holmes. But I'll put him with all those guys. Uh, Brad Holmes, the director of college scouting that we hired, is at best fifth in this hierarchy. At best. Like, I'm being generous because obviously a general manager is ahead of him. I mean, obviously the cap guy is ahead of him. Though. Their senior personnel advisors <laughs> are ahead of him. But obviously he has a lot of pull come draft time because he is he runs the college scouting department. So his evaluations hold a lot of weight. But when it comes to decision making, he is kind of not super super high up the totem pole. He's not low, he's not a random scout, but there are clear-cut guys that this is not the equivalent of hiring an assistant GM. So we are hiring a guy a little bit down the totem pole from a questionable franchise. And I do mean questionable. All right. Well, I'm in now because I'm, I don't agree with you at all. Oh, you I have data. So that's okay. Can we, uh, can we throw up like the stone cold coming in? Like the entrance? Yes. Like, oh God, it's Dylan. I'm not sure if JR. you want Dylan to let down the legacy of stone cold that hard, but I mean, we can do whatever you that's guys not, want. That's me. That is not. All right. Good to see you. Oh, too, no, buddy. it's not an insult God. to Dylan. It's just, I, I know what's going to happen. Dylan's going to say some nice things about the Rams, and then I'm going to shoot them down with facts. Okay, ho- hold on. Do you need to decipher between their cap and drafting? They're two oh, different they are things, very Because I know what you're going to do. Well, well, yeah, but you're going to, I know you're going to be like, look That's, at so all that these is, picks that is they a gave small away data point and, uh, in a long. A long list of issues with Brad. Oh, just ripped up a whole page. Also, this is a very dependent on the fact that I, as I alluded to the last time I was here, said that the Rams were going to win the NFC. They're in the divisional round right now, and they didn't have a first-round pick for three. Years. Oh, whose fault was that? I don't know what more you want. I don't know what more. Uh, you I want, want a lot from more, that. actually. Um, I want them to draft better than Bob Quinn. That's what I want, and they haven't, which really hurts my soul. You look at their twenty. You look at their twenty seventeen draft alone, and you really think that they haven't drafted. Better uh, than yeah, him? I really do. I'm From glad me. you brought up twenty seventeen, Dylan. You know what the most heralded draft class. pick of their twenty seventeen class is? You know a guy by the name of Cooper Cup. He's pretty darn decent. He was he was their third round pick, 69th overall. And you know what? It's right. it's pretty right. solid. He's been pretty darn good for them, right? Third round pick, 69th overall. They got a real good receiver John there. Johnson's you know been pretty what? Solid at safety. You know what grinds yeah, my he's gears? Yeah, safety. And you know they what? also you know and what they grinds also got my gears? Both of their starting lineups. Is nice, Please tell is us, nice as Cooper Cup. Is nice as Cooper Cup has hey. been. We're we're doing this little quick comparison, right? In that same 2017 draft, 96th overall, we got a little-known receiver by the name of Kenny Galladay. Some 27 picks after, 
who is unquestionably the better receiver. Nah, see, this I is Bob Quinn, Bob Quinn head to head. I disagree. And this is. Well, you're wrong. It's okay to be wrong. I, 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 That's there's fine. No, there's, there's it's no, okay Uber to be Cup's wrong. Can he? Solid receiver. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not. I do think it's funny that Paul holds this opinion when his biggest thing is him, separation. Him and his and checks that's notes. That's why he hates uh, Zero awards or Pro right. Bowl appearances of any kind. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. I thought you uh, said really Pro Bowl don't you, matter. You have, you have flat uh, well, out. Yeah, you have so I, champions that that so doesn't I, matter. I do hold <laughs> that they are not super relevant. Oh, no, no, listen. I'm not backtracking. In the grand scheme of things, they are not relevant. They are just one of many data points. The reason I'm going to bring up Pro Bowls tonight is because Don, I'm doing this this portion very much for Don because Don came in with his Pro Bowl nonsense earlier and oh, I'm going to show him dumb. by his Don had a lot of questions for me and I said Don listen to the podcast I don't want to do this so I want to answer some things for Don on the podcast tonight too so I'm going to talk a little bit about Pro Bowlers while we're here by the way uh, Dylan, no in the grand scheme of things first round pick for the Rams in the grand scheme of things they don't even better and they're in the Right, in 2016. And and they are in the divisional round right now. I don't know how that's not a testament to it, the fact that at least in that role, Mr. Holmes See, was very See, this good. is what bothers me. Do you know what it's a testament to? It is a testament, and it's so ironic. It is so unbelievably ironic. The reason the Rams are relevant in the NFL today is because of the Lions and competency. And it is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. The Rams are competent because they have the best player in the entire NFL on their football team. In the whole NFL, the Rams have the best football player. And the only reason they have that football player is because the Lions were like, nah, I'll just, pass. Just, just the Lions? Not, we, not, okay, hold on. Okay, no, no, hold on. Other teams that had a shot this at Arizona. Hold on. Problem with that Stop. Art. Ten right. other, this nine is the problem with that argument. He was taking the so 12 teams. He went had a shot. Oh, right. yeah, Lions, Lions being one and, of those teams. And, yeah, the Rams being one of those teams. They took Greg Robinson with the second pick. Yeah, which uh, can we? Ugh. We'll talk about that in a little bit. What a goddamn disaster all-time bust Disgusting. that was. But <laughs> yeah. the reason this is an issue is you say, oh, <laughs> 10 other teams passed on him. They would have all picked them if they knew what they were going to be. There's a huge difference. You first of all throw out the top five teams. Aaron Donald wasn't going top five. It was never happening in a million years based on need need measurables. Why are we relitigating this? I I have no interest in talking about a draft from this long ago in this much detail. Wait, the draft that you brought up? No, no, it was was a couple years after. You're right, but that's his most heralded call to fame, right, is Aaron Donald. All I'm saying, no, all I am, I'm, I didn't say that at all. All I'm saying is that uh, you have to look at the success of this team right now and consider they had so this no is, this is my frustration and you that's know, a you big know the mistake deal. you're making that's you're making the deal. same mistake the lions made when they hired bob quinn success as a team does not always equate to a great front office decisions and a great personnel department there are a million yeah, reasons yeah no shit if anything holmes there are got a million by his own reasons GM. that you can have success as a Which team GM? he's had four of them if you take aaron donald <laughs> off this Fair team enough. they are not even in the playoffs I well, you're don't wrong. agree and with that's that fine. because they're off their yeah, offense is fantastic you can't, you can't with a garbage quarterback. Oh, here. I am Hello. here. I'm just listening and playing around with the some Rams, mock drafts the, the like Rams, I was the last Rams, year, but The Rams have <laughs> two primary factors to their <laughs> yes. success. 
One is Sean McVay. I successfully traded Brad all the Holmes. way down to 32. One is Sean anyway. McVay, who Brad Holmes has no claim to. Brad Holmes had zero to do with the hiring of Sean McVay. So, all of the brilliance of Sean McVay that they are benefiting from, and they got lucky. They hired an up-and-coming coordinator, and he was he was the hot thing that actually hit. Brad Holmes is not a part of that. He's the director of college scouting. He had literally zero to do with him hiring Sean McVay. The credit is on the players because okay, here's where I'm having an issue with you right now because I like we're we're not agreeing we're never going to agree on the roster construction of the Rams because I have alluded to this already. I love how the Rams roster is built top to bottom. I love what they've done, and you have to keep in mind. And this is the part where where I don't think you're giving him enough enough credit. You need to consider the horrendous all-time bad decisions that the GMs of the Rams have done, including the Jared Goff I'm glad you brought that up because that is Holmes' fault, and I will get on that too. It (laughs) absolutely is his fault. I will get to that. that, And and this is why... Okay, Okay. well, let me finish. finish. Jesus Christ, I didn't even... I've been here for five minutes. (laughs) I lied. Number two was the Gurley. Was the Gurley contract. Also not his fault. And then you factor in the amount of first-round picks that their GMs have given out like candies. And then you keep that in mind when this team, without a number one back, with, as you have said, trash as I didn't say he's trash. He's awesome. And Jared Goff. I'm trolling. And Jared Goff. And you have a team. Like, Aaron Donald did not get this team to 10-6. and Obviously, most of it is McVay. How many many wins does this team have without McVay or or Aaron Donald? Okay, to be fair, take that's them the both head off. Coach? Take give them no, give shit, them a average head coach, a league average head coach. Okay. How many wins do the Bucks have this year without Tom Brady and? Uh... <laughs> so no, this I, is I, no, I, this, look, this is you're getting lost. Yes, that that is the point. I am saying Brad he's Holmes been playing against the Brad Holmes for is irrelevant years. to those two things, and. That is this entire team. You take Sean McVay off this team. You take Aaron Donald off this team. Brad Holmes and they is are the reason nothing. Aaron Donald was taken by the You're Rams. wrong. You are so goddamn wrong. wrong. You could have pulled. You could have pulled this. a million. He is the stop. One that stop. Pushed the Rams to make this. Decision there is no one on that team Aaron that didn't Donald. want to draft him. You could have pulled a million fans off the street you in Detroit and they would have drafted Aaron Donald. All you want. So, there were questions. It's not hindsight. It is. There was questions about wondering. Donald in the top Push god dang five. To there wasn't Aaron questions Donald. about Aaron Donald at 13. Are you out of your god dang mind? Te- look, I'm, missed, I'm telling you I everything I've read this. about I mean, this guy. If, he is if, getting if, You are talking nonsense right now. No, no one, no one well, expected Donald to Everyone even be there at 13. The Rams organization Stop. has flat Stop. out pointed to Brad Holmes and said he is the reason Aaron Donald is a Ram. This is a bullshit platitude. You have no, no one evidence in that Stop. No one in that <laughs> fucking no building otherwise. would have, have passed on him. No one expected. It's not read anything from that fucking draft year. Read anything. Anything from 2014. Read a goddamn thing. I'm glad he gets all the credit. I'm glad he gets all the credit for Aaron Donald, who no one even expected to be there at 13. But let's ignore the fact that he took an all-time bust at number two. He, he didn't. didn't he's GM. not. Yeah, the GM. If, if you if you got all. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. He didn't push for Greg Robinson.
Clemson at number two. He his scouting director of college scouting was goddamn irrelevant for their number two or, draft you know, pick. Maybe the GM but he's he's the only he's he's the only reason that Aaron Donald's there, who no one even expected to be there when they picked. You could have pulled a million people off the street in Detroit, and they would have made the same goddamn pick. That's yeah. genius the, as a the, fucking the GM. The wait, so wait, I, so you're I going do to disagree blame with him? That part is because when you had like, because I've seen Logan yeah. do this. Shout out to Logan Lamarander. Uh, like he pulled his polls from that time of who you want the Lions to pick. And I think of most of it was like Darquez, Denard, somebody else. But Donald was like third or fourth. Well, who you want to pick depends I, on who's there. Right. No. But like, I remember that draft specifically. Yeah, and and I there. was. Spe- and yeah. Can I stop, talk for a second? Because you've been running. You need to breathe. Um, I do remember that draft specifically. And I don't. And that's when I was paying attention. And I remember specifically being upset that they did not take Darquez Denard. Right? He was the. So there, a lot of people wanted Denard. He was like, the I, Michigan I, State corner. Right? Right? The, the no fly zone. Reason, the uh, only reason so anyone wanted, wanted him most, was because Detroit he went down not. the street. That's the most only Detroit reason. Fans didn't know. No, so I thought he was really Denard good have... because he dominated Michigan every if you year did, that they that's played. That's what I'm saying. If you didn't watch him at MSU for four but, years, you wouldn't have wanted him. But, but that doesn't that, that doesn't detract two. from how good or talented he was in college and why I wanted him. It detracts from no one saying outside of people, uh, p fans like you that watch him in Michigan. But you State. just said that you uh, you asked anybody right. in right. Detroit that, that, that was the counterpoint. If they would get that, Donald, and clearly they most did. of Detroit wasn't on <laughs> like there. I was from Detroit, and I right. wasn't on Donald, uh, and, Donald. And I was, and not you not to toot my been, own horn, but like, like I love Darren Donald. Right. That's who I wanted. Do but we have a Do we have a way to pull old ninety seven one shows because every. The last what? whoa whoa you just you made fun of them relentlessly no, not as a this source. week. Now you Stop. want to use as them a source. As but their polls leading up uh, to the draft were overwhelmingly Donald. I we I'm can't just, know that. I, but and it's I'm not, not going to look through. That you guys either, are no. conflating small details. You sure. know who. That anyone with the brain, I really don't want to relitigate when this the Lions again. were drafting. This is exactly what I didn't we're not want to taking. Do. This is so pointless, Eric Ebron. I don't care about that draft. I care about the last okay, four years. Okay, so let's where let's talk about the last four years. Uh, Bob Quinn, Thank bad you. at drafting, right? I'm fine with that. Right, I, but I, I don't and care. Oh, so we have to care about Bob Quinn up. because why are we hiring a I guy that's do. worse than the guy he's we not. fired? He's not. He's well, not. Bob Quinn, Bob Quinn drafted <laughs> three pro, pro bowlers in the last four years. You just do you know how many pro- do you know how okay. many of the Rams have drafted in the last four years? Take a guess. Just guess. Throw out a number. I don't Throw out a fucking number. Pro Play my game. Don't be a bitch. Play my game. Zero. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for playing my game. Zero. They have <laughs> oh, not hit God. on a single oh. Pro Bowl level player in four years. Bob Quinn, who by the way is the this worst is GM I've paid attention to in my lifetime. Listen, I'm going to be honest. Like if we go way back to 0 and 16 days, I wasn't paying that hardcore attention to the drafts. I, I couldn't tell you how awful those times were, but since the pro right, bowls that don't right. matter, are our I mean, you can't get one in great. four years. Awesome. Bob Quinn can get three and you can't get one. I agree. 
They suck. Like Pro Bowls, like whatever. A lot of it's fanfare bullshit. Right. You, but you're going to use argument. it for your. Do you know why? Ridiculous. Because this skews against the Lions. Do you know how hard it is to make a goddamn Pro Bowl? Is a lion toiling no. away in Detroit? Do you know how hard it is as a draft pick in Detroit versus LA, who into the goddamn Super Bowl? You, go the you were in the, the Super Bowl. Right. Super Bowl, right. man. And you didn't That's have true. any players drafted in the last four years that went to a Pro Bowl. And yet Bob Quinn in the goddamn destitute Detroit pulled three out of it's his ass. Drafting though. the likes of Tease to It's convenient. That's the metric when it fits your narrative. It's not. It's one. Stop. Right. Stop. Cause, cause and again, you guys get caught up in every little I, detail. You guys get caught up in every tiny little fucking thing because you can't use your goddamn brain cells. It is one data point in a long you ass would think list. We wouldn't right. pick it up is on one data point like in a long list. Two of those Pro Bowls were drafted in the first round, which Brad Holmes did not have, and then the other one was a punter. Boom. Oh, great. Oh, great dang, metric. Dang, Congratulations. Ryan. I'm sorry, you, you have, you have a problem with punters now? If you're saying you no, didn't no, draft dude, the Pro Bowl punter so you can't is, be my GM, I do have a the problem. The point yeah. is he didn't have any. Uh, you're wrong, by the way. You keep ignoring uh, that. I would like, I, I would like <laughs> to say that uh, did they draft Ryan is fake Edgar? news. Ryan is fake news. Uh, punter <laughs> is not among the Pro Bowlers that we drafted in the last four years. He is. He's lying. in the Pro Bowl this year. That would be four years. Did, was he not drafted? Was he undrafted? Yes. Oh, yes, shit. he was undrafted. Oh, that's even worse. God. Oh, my God, God. That's even worse. Holy shit. That's so much worse. Uh, Ooh, no. None of your points matter. You're just so mad I'm, about no this. You haven't even no listened. You haven't even been here. I'm mad because of the criteria so that you missed because you jacked off for 30 minutes. You. <laughs> that, I mean, I, I was like, <laughs> I'll be honest and say that being someone that doesn't. That's pay as stupid. much attention. I was kind of looking to Paul, but he has done nothing to convince me this is a bad hire. You guys are fighting me at every little oh. tiny thing. I can't even bring anything to the table without I'm you fight- going tooth and nail. Oh, in fairness, I'm the worst one to do this because, again, you know how much I love the Rams. So then so shut like, up. I'm the worst one to sit there and say. But All even right, even every, everything right. that you've said yeah. has not God been damn. like catastrophic. So here, this is like so terrible. Like. The Rams have not drafted well the they last four years. They've drafted better than we have. I, no, they haven't. AJ, no, they AJ, actually AJ. haven't. Okay. If Real you go quick, over the last four years of the Rams drafts, it draft. has not been look, better than Bob Quinn's. Just look at the 2017 alone. They drafted two starting linemen, Cooper Cup, and their starting strong safety without so a first round pick. Yeah, that's better than anything. Since, the since 2017, and shout out to Pride of Detroit for this because is where I got it. They drafted uh, 12 people, six on defense, six on offense, who have started at least eight games for them. And they are fourth in defensive DVOA this year. And that's obviously since 2017, which was the start of not having any first-round picks. Which, again, is an incredible feat that, it, that I don't get why he doesn't. I don't get why. So Paul being a starter is, is like an incredible feat now. No, doing what they've I, done. So it's important for roster construction. Not right. everybody is a pro bowler and, and that shouldn't be a metric and, anyway. It should be, are you getting starters or not? Which is a criteria Bob Quinn couldn't position, even do. You're probably not making the pro bowl unless everyone else on that position, that position is playing in the super bowl. The top four. Say, and that's, which again is a popularity contest on a team. Anyway. That's still one of the last, what is it? Eight left. Right. That's the problem. That's the reason why you keep saying, Oh, well, Bob Quinn was, like they're the same. No, they're not because Bob Quinn doesn't even get starters at least, at least as a bare minimum, 
Holmes was getting starters. And then on top of that, he was getting really good players like Cooper Cup or like John Johnson. Yeah, I think yeah the name, safety, the John Johnson. I know he's a third, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's, pretty, he's good. pretty good. And, and again, without first-round picks, if he had first-round picks, I, I just really don't even think we'd be you would even be having this argument. He was literally fighting against the eight ball the whole time. He was fighting the poor decisions of his own GM, and they're still in the position. Again, I would like to remind you, they are in the divisional round. Right, but but let me make this statement, too, because I feel like like we keep on making this comparison. Like, he's the one that's pulling the trigger on these decisions. I understand that it's his information that the GM's working with, but are we giving too much credit for the decisions that are made to him. So this is But hold this on a is the hold, I, I'm not done. You've said enough words in the last 15 minutes. I can nope. have a little bit Please. of time. The reality is that he is entirely an unknown. Right? So like so like so, for us yeah, to right? applaud what mm-hmm. they have done without first round picks over the last 4 years. Like, yes, he had a part in that, but that was not him. We keep saying that he, look what he did without a first-round pick. It was not him making that decision. It was his It was his information he, that led me. to those decisions, and from all accounts, his information is really good most of the time. Like, he's regarded as a really... Greg Robinson, not right. Yeah, I know. So let let that's why, but that's why I'm bringing up what I am about the fact that he was fighting against his own GM and the examples that I gave. I'm glad that he's fighting that's, against his GM when bad me, decisions are that, made, but he's getting the credit for the I good decisions. I like when you weren't talking. That, no, I'm yeah, saying no, we shouldn't be giving him credit GM, for any decisions, good or bad. No, uh, the GM's the one working with information. But this is why the the reason why I'm giving him more credit is because his GM has proven to be making poor ones. So the fact that they are even in the position they are, it's not because of their GM because he's giving away cap space and draft picks very irresponsibly. So somebody in that organization is the reason for it. Now, it may not be Holmes. You're correct. I, I understand what you're saying. But to me, looking at their draft history track record, what the people in the organization are saying and the position he held, there's got to be something there for his success. That doesn't mean right. he's going to be good here. But I think he was great in what his role was. So if that translates for you, that's amazing. It doesn't mean it will. All I am saying is that they didn't have first-round picks for that long. They had the Goff deal. They had the Gurley deal. And they still are a divisional, impossible NFC Which is champion. irrelevant. And, and Paul, this like, to your irrelevant. point that I think you made in the chat earlier that I actually do agree with, you can hate this hire all you want because you think there's better candidates out there. That's the problem. It's all about the, cri- it's Very all about independent the criteria. Of this, so, again— you you don't like how much emphasis is being placed on what the Rams did. So here's the problem. We talked about it earlier. I don't know if Dylan was here or not. You're not hiring an active GM away on, outside of absurd conditions. You were never getting Kevin Colbert from the Steelers. Uh, Schneider was, if that happened, it was only because the Seahawks were done with him because he's st- starting to dismantle what he built. Well, now they're stupid. But and you're not hiring an active anyway. GM away. So you're hiring someone from a front office that you think has done a good job and you're hoping that 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 person has been an instrumental part of it and learned enough to replicate that with your franchise. So 
All you have, they're not making any singular decisions because they're not the GM. All you have to compare these candidates on are what that front office they worked for did and then context of their role in that, how big of a part they were of it. And that goes back to their criteria, right? And that's why what a big knock on him to me, even if you thought the Rams front office, which is one of the best in the NFL, which it's not even a top five front office, he's not, he's down that totem pole. He is fifth at best on the totem pole in that front office at best. And that's being generous. And I don't know if Dylan was here for it earlier. It's not like me being hyperbolic or hating on him. It's reality. And we discussed who is ahead of him and why, including a guy from the Lions front office. He is working under somebody that used to work in the Lions front office. We let him go just to hire his underling. Like, that's nonsense enough. But you have to evaluate what the front offices do. And the Rams' track record is not nearly as good as people think. So, yeah, they have 12 starters on their team from the last handful of drafts. Bob Quinn has drafted 17 starters in the last since he was here. From 2016 on, he drafted 17 starters. And our team sucks. It's easier to start for our team. I mean, there's context to all this, right? But just saying... Whoa, 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 whoa. How many are active starters, though, now? I, I don't have that in front of me, but... Because because to be fair, if a guy has one start... No, no, I, the, the no, no they had to start... The criteria for... The they started for at least, at least a year. Eight games. They started for at least a primary starter for an entire season uh, was the criteria that I pulled the numbers on. So it was 17 for him, 12 That's on the Rams. Um, pro football reference, maybe? A legit place. I don't I don't remember which one. I looked at a bunch of stuff. Well, I um, look on pro football reference. So right just saying, oh, we drafted a bunch of starters and the team is good – that doesn't mean that you did an exceptional job. And the problem always goes back to the criteria. Everything that you point to him like, okay, he did a good job, someone else did better. Especially if you look at a guy like Dodds, who any any piece of criteria that you use to evaluate, Dodds is a better candidate. And I No shit, but you didn't get but him. But you could so. have got him. You hired agree, this guy over but... Dodds. That's that's a huge problem. Do yes, we, we know, know that for them? a fact. No, Dodds like, turned out I, a ton of interviews and interviewed over twice with us. No, I'm not talking about your conjecture. I'm talking okay, about Okay, so if you want if you want to No, we not. didn't offer Dodds. And if you want to go conjecture, you never know anything. I mean, why do we have a podcast? We're not inside the front office, but he came back for multiple interviews after turning down other teams for interviews. Obviously, he was highly interested in the job. He wasn't dicking around in Detroit after turning down other teams multiple times because he didn't feel like taking the job. So if you want to be like, oh, we don't really know what went down. Yeah, you can say that, but it's nonsense. We can't even have this conversation. It's, it's, it's not really nonsense because it he, is absolutely because nonsense. there are other teams that he didn't turn down as well, and he can only take one job. So maybe he, he interviewed – I know, I, we, I, I know he interviewed with we us. We will know but eventually, you but I don't. Us, you he, with he was just interviewing for the second y, time with us team yesterday. Team Y is the team where you're like, that's where I want to go. So right. then you tell the Lions I'm not interested, also, even after interviewing with them. I'm not going to discuss this point very much, but you know how I feel about the Dodds thing. I think that's how it went down. I have no proof. He explained it, though, for everybody no, listening, because so. I don't think I caught up. No, because I don't want. To, well, I want to. Yeah, to Dylan. Yell Dylan will no. Dylan will get yelled at for this one again. He's right. He's right. It's not. In a, oh, is it the Stafford stuff? This is just one of those. Things it where is. I he know. wants it to be true so bad. No, I don't. I don't care. It's not my team. I don't give a shit. I. That's just to me. That's the vibe I'm getting. But again, 
it's unprovable. Well, and, so, like, I'm uh, not you know what? I'll, I'll bring it up just because it makes it even worse if it's true. So Dylan thinks that we hired a GM that was willing to stick with Stafford, and other GMs might not not have wanted to stick with Stafford. No, 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 no. And here's the difference: not for this for the year, next handful of years, permanently. Yeah. But, and yeah, Eli. which is entirely us sticking with Stafford but... is a lot better than the Giants sticking with Eli in that comparative like situation. I mean, if you're a GM that well, wants course, to win football Stafford's games, Stafford's a better quarterback. It, it it's just makes the, sense it's just the principle. Him, but it. it doesn't matter. So the Rams' draft record is not nearly as stellar as people pointed out to be. It's certainly not as good as a draft record that the Steelers have had, that the Colts have had. Uh, I, I would even take the Ravens over them although as of late as of late get out they've fallen a little bit but they still made a lot of nice moves um there's a lot of other franchises that have a better track record that we had options to pluck front office talent from so we took a front office that is not top five in the nfl we plucked a guy from that front office that is not even a top three decision maker in that front office we took a guy that that is a concern. It is. And again, it's not. That, that's the not, thing that gives me more pause. Than not one thing of this list is like, oh, you can't hire that guy. It's everything on this list adds up to like, why are you hiring that guy? And I want to talk about like things that he was instrumental. And in. so it, people want to give him credit for Donald, which I think is just absurd in the world. And I'll give him credit for I, my four favorite picks that they've picked since he's been super relevant in their organization. I like the Cooper Cup pick a lot. Holiday's better, but I like the cup pick. It was a good pick. I like Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was a good football player. It was questionable. I, let me rephrase a little bit. I didn't like the pick. I liked the player. Taking a running back that early in the draft and a running back that had injury concerns is absurd to me. Taking a running back that early in the draft is hard is hard enough to do, but taking one with injury concerns is eh. But from a pure scouting take... I mean, the guy was incredible, right? Talent-wise. Like, if you're just Speaking scouting... Speaking of running backs, I'll tell you what. This Cam Akers kid. Oh, uh, if the, he looks like he's about to hit big. I'm just The problem hey. is, most of their picks for me that are starters are just okay. You, you look at Higby and Havenstein and Joyner, those caliber players, they're just okay. Right? Like, they haven't... And, and it's fine to have a bunch of okay players and a couple stars and mesh your roster together, but... Look at look at guys that he went out on limbs for. Greg Robinson was awful. We all know that. They took him at number two overall offensive tackle, and he was out of the lineup in the blink of an eye. He was a bad, bad player. You went and you drafted Tavon Austin, who it is not hyperbole to say has my build. And you time out. How long? How long ago was that? Austin has Tavon Austin was in 2013, and he, uh, Brad Holmes yeah, was, was in the same lie. exact role that he has today. No, you're right. It just it feels like it's so. It was so like I nine took I looked ago. at the drafts since he has been director of college scouting because that's what matters to me, right? So I looked at all the drafts since Brad Holmes was director of college scouting. So you went and took a guy with literally my build at eighth overall. Obviously, that didn't pan out. My biggest one. And Dylan blames this more on the GM. And I agree. It is. It is not his fault they gave up these picks. But he was instrumental in the decision to trade up and get him. Not what they gave up to do it, but he was super sold on Jared Goff. I have a question real quick before you move further. 
how is it that we're not going to give Holmes credit for Aaron Donald, but you're going to lambaste him for Greg Robinson? So I, I maybe I didn't make this clear through all the screaming because Matt pissed me off. It is not that he didn't know Aaron Donald was going to be good. Because Aaron Donald worked out. No, it's not that. It, stop, uh, like, stop. You get the point I do of my 100%. question, though. It this doesn't is, seem so like this you're is what giving it is for equal, me. you know. It's not that he wasn't right on Aaron Donald. It's that him being right is not evidence that he deserves a GM job when if you ask anybody in scouting in anywhere, Aaron Donald should have been gone before then. Everyone thought Including Aaron Donald was going to be gone. Including him, right? All those scouts? Everyone... How many drafts, mock drafts, you're talking about people that just write stuff on the internet, plus you got the McShays <clears throat> of the world and the Kuipers of the world. How many mock drafts had him going earlier than that? Why did they do that? I don't know, because I don't want to keep relitigating Every one of those people, like you asked the question, so that is kind of re-litigating all I'm the saying is, all, I, all I'm saying is that you, you're Everyone in his position would have made the same decision. He didn't get... A, you're saying that Jared Goff jump. wasn't the same way? No. Jared Everybody Goff had, had so many once, questions. Jared Goff had so many questions. But that and doesn't not just, mean that those weren't the two top picks. So it's, it's a huge difference when you believe you're picking number one and you believe this quarterback's better and so you decide that's the quarterback I'm going with versus you think this quarterback is so good, you think that you should trade up to go get him when you're not picking anywhere near in the top teams. Like he was so sold on Goff being like that next great quarterback coming out of Cal in his in the air raid system that they played in his arm talent, and he he said this is the guy, and no, it's not his fault that they gave up. I believe five draft picks. I I wrote it down somewhere. Honestly, what's worse is the extension. So they gave not the picks. in two thousand. Oh, Goff was, has been producing up until the last couple of years. In, yeah, it, but the, but his extension Agreed. is still Goff, Goff, It's the worst contract in Sane the league. Goff has been producing is like saying Jimmy Garoppolo has been producing. Et cetera, That's et not true. I, I, that no, is not true they're not the all. same. They're not. That the is same. not true. No, when Gurley was in, there, he Goff was producing and was capable. Goff is Goff. Goff was a product of the team around him and his offensive okay, system. Okay, but you know if what? He was producing. That doesn't take away from the fact that he's producing. I don't care if he's a product of the system or not. That, that, put fifteen, put fifteen other quarterbacks on that team when they go to the Super Bowl and they win that Super Bowl. That's a problem. That's, still that's a huge problem. League average, which is but what that's a I problem. Said, you can't, which is why. He, but that's why his extension is such an issue. Which again, right. how much is the extension? He drafted for? that sure. team around. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I agree. Like the extension well, is they, a problem. A, but... a lot of a lot of that team around them wasn't drafted when they were in the Super Bowl. They traded for some guys and they signed some free agents, obviously, as every team does. Um, Brandon Cooks was on that Super Bowl team. They gave up a first-round pick for him. I think he was. Disgusting. Pretty sure he was. Yes. Um, no. Um, I don't know. It was around that time. But you, no, you get what I'm saying. It was whatever. But again, the trades aren't his thing They anyway, gave up. So it doesn't in 2016, matter. they gave up a fir- their 15th overall pick, their first-round pick, and two second-round picks. And that's not on him to and make that in decision. That's the GM to make that And in argument. 2017, they gave up their first round pick and third round pick. All of that—that's just a crazy haul to move up to number one and get a quarterback that a lot of people questioned, that a lot of people didn't think that was again. It one, the GM was the one who right. negotiated the price, which not I agree. It's not his fault they overpaid, but they overpaid 
on his recommendation that this is the guy you need to go up and get him. It's to get it, everything I, has context. I'm not blaming him for giving everything up, but when you're evaluating I mean, him as he, a scout, he said that buy the shoes. He didn't say spend four hundred dollars. Uh, right, right. <laughs> but if you think the shoes are going to win like, you a okay. Super Bowl, what price doesn't matter? I, I mean, they got well, no, there. Right. I think what right here's what here's what I think Ryan is trying to say is that if if the Rams had moved up to to the first ra- first pick in the draft and they had given up their first, a second, and a next year's first, and that was it. We, I don't think it would look as bad. It's like It's bad. like the Bears, right? The Bears moving up to get Trubisky is bad because of what they gave up. That's what makes it so much worse. And that is not on Holmes that they gave up that much and then gave him an extension that makes it even so worse. So evaluating him That's as a scout, him. he has these high profile misses. So you t- we talked about okay, they haven't had That's I don't but that's not that's not the same kind of miss as so, Robinson. Okay. It's just not. Oh, Robinson I, oh to no, me it's is not as bad as Robinson who's not even relevant anywhere and hasn't been for a long time. I agree. But so we're talking about, okay, they haven't had first round picks in a few years. Look at the first round picks he's made. Greg Robinson started every game his last two seasons in the NFL. Not with the Rams. Look at the first round picks. Look at the first round picks. This year he was not. Last year and the year no. before. No, no, no. No, he's completely right. washed out. Man, he's he's washed out. Games. But leading up to being <laughs> he was a washed out, game he started start 16 games in 18 and 14 games that he played in For in whom? For who, though? No. For what? Cleveland. No way he's not at it least in the matter. league then if you're a 16 game He was Yes, there is. He was terrible. Is, he was terrible. Crazy. He was terrible. Hold on. Yeah, but you'd be a backup That's somewhere. also another one where I – I remember, though, Greg Robinson was the same kind of thing, though, where everybody was like, this right. is the so guy, he's the we, left By the way, brought up, well, Paul brought reading, up mock drafts earlier, and everybody had Aaron Donald going first. Aaron everybody Donald. had Robinson number two. Sorry. Hold on. You're both My talking bad. at the same no, time. Go ahead, Ryan. So I was just going to say, like, bringing Ryan up the, the mock drafts about everybody had Donald going before 13 when they picked him, everybody also had Robinson going too. And But also, I'm reading scouting reports on Aaron Donald, top 75 pick. There are so many questions about <laughs> his size and being able to overpower, Jesus. getting overpowered by offensive linemen. There are all these questions around Aaron Donald. You're looking at this <laughs> with history of <laughs> rose-colored glasses, Paul. There were questions around Aaron you, you, Donald. You're pulling up shit from so long before the draft. It's absurd. Now I have to pull up the last mock that Kuiper did just God to prove you an idiot because want you want to do be this. Okay, try having an adult conversation without being a complete asshole. Please. I'm begging you. I think it's time to move on. I'm pulling up literal scouting on the guy. Literal professional scouting. And these people are all saying the same thing. No one had Aaron Donald that high. And if they were, they were few and far between. What's the date on that report, He's just reading off the reports. It's not his fault. Yeah, but like what month? What's the... 2013. That's a problem. The draft was in 2014. That was my exact point. Like... I mean, if it was during the college season, that's pretty relevant. But again, it doesn't March of matter. It doesn't matter. We don't need to be. That's, uh, that's there you go. <laughs> probably a month before. Yeah. It was probably and April. Also, in April. And, and also, I'm not gonna. We can't be calling Matt an idiot for reading someone else's words. That's just. Stupid. It's not. I'm he's sorry. not an that's, idiot for reading the words. He's an idiot for pulling up something a year before the draft and trying to act I'm like it's a month it's before the draft. He just said that it was from March 2014. March of 2014. Yeah, he said March 2014, my man. Or December of 2013 in season when people are still scouting these guys as well. Actually, that would have been after the season because he played at Pitt and they suck. <laughs> well, no, well so. nobody's playing in March regardless how good you are. 
I yeah, I, I'm over. This. I'm over this. Time for picks. I'm over this because we're we're all. Yeah. What picks? It's only been thirty For minutes. <laughs> so here's the problem: Would you guys agree that you oh have to God. hit on your first round picks? Like it's important to hit on your first round picks, especially if they're in the top ten. Well, it's important, yeah. I mean, not if you're doing a great yeah, job of hitting important. on your second and third it, round picks. Or, or not, or that. not if you I mean, hit an yeah, all time great at thirteen. I'll let you slide. And also, <laughs> and also to be fair, yes. like the Pittsburgh Steelers have made it their occupation to hit on everything but oh, here, here's a great picks. summary on greg robinson heading into 2013 season robinson wasn't discussed as a top offensive tackle prospect with jake matthews and taylor lewan less than a year later robinson why, why are we talking about robinson of both matthews and lewan why why are why are we talking Bro, about robinson's crazy, draft <laughs> stock uh so wait so we're doing picks and that's it that was it no 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 we're, we're doing more I mean, honestly, what else is there to say? You don't like to pick. We are undecided on it. We, no, we haven't I mean, even there's got no into other it. Topics? It's been derailed 20 fucking times. No, wait. No, 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 no. I mean, no, are there other not. subjects? This has been... Well, no. Yeah, this ran when, its when course. When we say but... picks, we're, all, we're not just doing... We're actually breaking down the games. We're going to discuss the games, not just make the picks. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah, playoffs. playoffs. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, I'm a dumb... I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Jesus, I totally forgot. <laughs> These scouting reports are all over Greg Robinson, in a good way. Yeah, I rem, I rem, I remember. I, I, again, I, I don't thought, understand I why like, you're oh, talking oh, about boy. scouting reports. Because we are talking, you are talking about history through 2020 vision of knowing what happened with these guys. Because newer and is that's always unfair. better. Unfair. Yeah, how liberal of you, sir. What What are you talking about? Honestly, like I don't understand what point you're trying to make. Because it has nothing yeah, to do with I, anything. I'm saying you're I'm taking I'm their success and projecting it back on where they were drafted. and The only way you can evaluate <sighs> is knowing how they panned out. How can we evaluate the picks if we don't know how they panned out? Like, no shit we're using hindsight. Like, but, what? But you always say yeah. context, and now you right. don't want context. All of a sudden, context is out the window, and we're talking about how goddamn is context out the window? as our level first. How is context out so the window? So you're saying so that because Matt is giving you historical context, yeah, and, and you then don't based care, on that, Paul, that's if, what you're selling. If, in five years, the Lions win the Super Bowl. Was Holmes a good hire? Obviously, no. <laughs> like, well, no, but he, but Paul's going to say it doesn't matter because right. at the time, and at the time that those, that's exactly hire. what I said at the beginning. Of I the understand podcast. that, but at the Anyone time that those decisions of the draft were made, those scouting reports are relevant. Brad Holmes is a bad hire. Well, it doesn't no, matter if the, he's the best GM in NFL history. He was a it, bad it, hire it, it, based a on job. the criteria. That they were it, it does matter, and he's, the criteria for me, the biggest difference between the criteria is what we said at the beginning right. where I said, no, we're going to throw out kind of those leadership qualities and those things that we don't know. But the lions obviously do know those because they know, they know homes personally. They've met him. They talked to the guy. And those were things that went into them hiring him as a decision maker. And if those are the things that put him over the top to be the greatest GM in NFL history, then obviously it was a good hire. It's just stuff that we as outsiders have absolutely no idea about. Bingo. The things that we said matter. Scouting with a good team. You want a good scout from a good team. The Rams are questionable. Their draft their draft history is questionable since I mean, he's they been went, the director They went of from scouting. number one pick to Super Bowl in what, two years? We talk again, 
Again, we've said it a thousand times. You're doing the whole Patriots thing. We might as well hire Bob Quinn again. Team success does not equate and, scouting and we might success. There are different we things. Do. We don't know. They're, they're completely different things. Like you cannot say that because a team's successful that their front office is amazing. Teams luck into success all the time. Except, except, yeah, except us. It's not like they dropped off. I mean, they've been in contention or relevant. Right. But it hasn't been through the backbones of them being the best drafting team in the NFL. No, but it has to do with the team that they've they're drafting. If you go down, a, you go down any single one of these drafts since 2013, you want their drafting has been suspect. It hasn't been terrible, but it has been. Suspect. I would take their 2017 draft a over ton mine. of high-profile misses, really inexcusable misses. You 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 miss on three and a half of your four top ten picks that you've made. Like that's inexcusable. Three and a half out of four, because we're gonna because we're gonna blame him totally for the misses, but right. not for the hit. That's fine. That's fine. That's where we're at. And now I want to talk about how the Rams are gonna win this weekend. Oh, we want to talk about the place that Brad Holmes can't get us. She got the Rams though. Hey, no, he didn't. Let's go, That's NFC thing. title champs. We're giving him too much credit, either good or bad. Uh, Sean McVay and Aaron Donald got them here, but okay. Uh, no, we're and gonna talk about the Rams. The Rams. Did you send out the picks, by the way? Hey. Other weekend, I didn't. I'm just gonna read them. It's not a big oh, deal. Great. So um, this down. Yeah, wonderful, beautiful. Uh, the Rams open this beautiful divisional. This is divisional weekend, right? Yes. Divisional, divisional weekend. Yes. Uh, they have to travel to the frozen tundra to take on the grossest team in the world. Uh, Green Bay seven point favorites at home because somebody does not college scout Ooh, well that's enough. High. <laughs> wow, that's high. Okay, so how is the order for this? Wait, are we actually doing picks or are we uh, both? Both is how we did it last week. Um, only, we'll let Dylan go first since we're not recording anyway, his so. picks. Or I'll record Dylan's picks. Okay, on the side. Uh, so is this going to be like an open discussion, no, 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 no. or am we, I like we, monologuing no, we'll pick and then we move on? Okay, when you say right, monologue, we'll, inter- listen, we'll interrupt like, you. Don't this- worry. My version of a monologue, not you a full version. I mean, treat it like a lengthy pick. Okay, all I'm saying is that if anyone listened at all, all five of you who listened back when I was on last time, my pick for the NFC title champion was the Los Angeles Rams. I gave you the reasons, and one thing definitely proved true. Cam Akers is popping off. He is perfect, perfect for that system with Sean McVay. I, I just love it. I love how the Rams are going to be able to, to play for this game. Uh, and one big thing, huge, huge thing that really sucks for the Packers, except for they're the Packers, so fuck them to high hell. Um, uh, their left tackle is out. Uh, Bakhtiari, I believe, is... Did they... Is that the guy right going to... No, he's a backup, right? He, no, the guy they signed? The guy they signed no, from... Uh, uh, Jesus, who was... From Washington? No, where did he come from? The Colts. Colts. Yeah. I think. No, he he's out with the I, he's out of the COVID list. <laughs> no way. Yeah, so, so he's not going to be the first so one. So Bakhtiari oh, is out, playoff. who by oh. the way was all pro. So all pro, which, you know, grain of salt, but Bakhtiari is out and this is not the man you want to not have your full healthy offensive line for. Aaron Rodgers has been playing like crazy, but McVay is a wizard. Cam Akers is popping off, and, well, and yeah, and I think Ramsey that this is exactly the kind. All year, 
But he, oh, oh he's he, been he balling. He's not allowing he's any receivers to do anything outside of week one as far as yards is concerned. Right. Devontae Adams of Stephon Diggs locked. getting one touchdown in like week three. Other than that, no you know, one's getting goddamn, yards. Goddamn right. No one's yeah. getting touchdowns. <laughs> I go. will say yeah, it's, Bill's it's a shame their Let's poor go. general manager had to give up all that draft capital for him since his director of college scouting couldn't draft a good corner. I Okay. Look, I'm well, not. Yeah. Well, that discussion Paul, you, you is can in take the past. That up with Rod Wood, Chris Spielman, so. Mark Hollis, Fritz Pollard, Crowd. We know Chris Spielman's a bitch. Dollars. We know. And We've established. <laughs> this is what happens when you hire goddamn Chris Spielman. Why don't we all just? Why don't we all instead turn this conversation to you all praising me for my Rams pick from like two? Well, months see, ago. I I would, Let's but I picked that. the Packers. It was not two so. months ago. Oh, it's good. It was sixty years ago. What do you mean? <laughs> so I gotta, I, I gotta go uh, uh, opposite on that end. I do think that the Rams end up covering though, because I saw the stat. I think it was via uh, yeah, Pro 100%. Football Focus, where the last time Aaron Rodgers faced the number one defense based on whatever metric, he lost like all all four times. So that does give me some pause, especially without Bakhtiari being there. But this is also the best Aaron Rodgers season we've gotten in out of like five or six years or something like that. Um, and in a matchup like this, I will always take the the way better quarterback. And if Holmes could have drafted Rodgers number one, he would have. He wouldn't have taken Alex Smith. So I am going to take. I'm going to take the Rams to cover, and I'm going to take the Packers to win because they are still my, my Super Bowl NFC representative. But the Rams do get the cover. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams to cover. I don't know who's winning this football game. I'm leaning towards the Packers, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean I'm wholeheartedly believing in that uh, with the issues that Green Bay is dealing with and the fact that Jalen Ramsey has really been that shut down uh, as far as defensively with what he's done, the number one receiver that man we saw him do to DK Metcalf this last week. Uh, I understand. I understand uh, the, that Rogers to Adams is probably the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL. Um, I think it might be a far and away number one from what we've seen. But if Ramsey's can even make him pedestrian, that keeps the Rams very much in this game. Cam Akers has come on as of late. Uh, Henderson does a decent job when he comes in as well. He's averaging four and a half yards per carry. That's pretty damn good. I would take that any day of the week with my running back. And if the Rams can run with Akers, which is preferable in cold weather, and keep the Packers on the sideline, they absolutely have a shot to pull this upset. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not impressed with the Rams um, for whatever reason. Uh, I think they went into the game with Seattle, and I think Seattle was not as good as certain people made them out to be. Um, Matt Patterson. You won the bet by a lot. I haven't paid for it, but I won the bet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm holding now. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I think in a, in a game like this, especially with it being in Green Bay, I it. Well, yeah, no crowd, but I mean, there's still going to be certain weather, weather, right? Like, and, and if, if anything, that helps in, a in real game. football weather, right? But <laughs> which we don't want to have for you know for college football playoff games. No, except for championship games, like <laughs> no, all of them. Oh well, you're, that's he dumb. Period. Um. Bowl games are not to be played in snow. Can we just ban snow? Can we just like let global warming hurry up? And... 
if we could make that happen, I would. Okay, to move this along, let's not. Games. This isn't the Weather Channel. I'm picking Green Bay. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> um, Boo! I'm gonna real quick. Uh, AJ will appreciate this. Um, we gotta recap our picks. Last week, AJ did pretty good. AJ's coming back a little bit. Um, everyone did pretty good except me, to be honest. I had a very rough time. This is what happens when you pick what you want to happen versus when you pick what you think will happen. This is a disaster. But Don won the week at 6-1 and one last week. He had a monster week. Uh, the only game he picked wrong was Baltimore, Tennessee. Um, yeah. And that was a close one. It was That was a real close one. So only one that Don got wrong. Uh, and with that, Don is not in last place. Uh, that would be Ryan. Uh, sole possession of last place, but only four games under 500. Everyone else is 500 or above. And Ryan is, if Ryan does real well on these last, and the NFL playoffs really, it's all we got left. Uh, we can all finish above 500. Uh, Matt is running away with this thing. Uh, he has secured the bag. It's over. Matt has won for he the should. year. He's, he's doing really well. Uh, 77 and 55. Very good year. I am still hanging on to second place. <laughs> Uh, two games ahead of AJ, who is mounting a charge. So I got to hold off AJ. That's just Paul, how many wins do I have? Uh, you you have 60, you're 68 and 64, AJ. And Matt has so 77 you, wins. You've come a long way. You've done much better as of late. Uh, and with that, uh, Don is picking. Don made a pick, <laughs> and now I can't find it. Hold on. We'll just have him I'm shout gonna... it out here. If it's the Packers, oh, right. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll if, just tell if it's us. the Packers. Don also hates our GM hire, and he's picking Green Bay because he doesn't believe in anything that the Rams God, do. You people are uh, I, this is tough for me. I want the do Rams it. to. Do I want the Rams it. to kill Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, like Aaron Donald, murder him on the field. Um, um, I, I really, really hope that the Rams can pull it off. I cannot pick with my hopes anymore. Um. I think Green Bay is going to just ruin my NFL offseason and have a Super Bowl appearance and maybe even win and just make me completely miserable. Uh, but I, I really think it's going to happen, and I got to pick Green Bay here. What will hopefully be a much better game, even though one of these teams doesn't deserve to be here in any way, uh, Buffalo Super Bowl run, the next the this next is true. test. They, they do not deserve to be there. The next <laughs> test comes against Baltimore Unfortunately, Buffalo does have some matchup issues in this game. I will absolutely burn your house down. <laughs> you didn't say the spread. <laughs> uh, minus three, Rams Buffalo. by a hundred. No, covered. no, Ram, uh, <laughs> Buffalo minus three. Rams, Ravens. <laughs> oh, that's e- that's so easy, actually. Okay, so so I just for everybody to know, Ryan and I are not going to be friends this weekend. The rare time where he doesn't insult my life's work of writing uh, is where we are going to be clashing because Lamar Jackson throws more ducks out there than the wind does because he's a god shit awful thrower who has not improved. And the best part, and here I'm gonna help y'all out with this as a, as a honorary Bills Mafia member. We have, and I'm going to use we because my other team died. 
we have bandwagon Bob a safety again. that Ryan knows intimately, who I am going to tell you right now is either going to get clowned out of his ass and then I'm going to be embarrassed, or he's going to have a turnover in this game, and that is the spy who's going to be watching Lamar Jackson, Jordan Poyer. Not only that, you got the lockdown corner in Tredavious White, not the other guy who got fucking destroyed by Derrick Henry. We don't talk about Norman anymore. And we have a Bills defense that has been improving since the start of the year. They were horrible first half of the year. They just were. And they've improved much more since then. The only concern with the Bills is going to be the fact that they don't have a consistent running game. Josh Allen cannot run for that many rushing yards again. You, That's not a successful formula. And the other problem is that Zach Moss isn't in this game which means Devin Singletary that's, will be that's in That's the opposite of a problem. That's a solution, but continue. It, it, it is a problem because Devin Singletary is not the red zone better, back. Zach Moss okay. always has been. He's better in open space, but not in the red zone. And that's a, that's a, that is going to be, to be fair, an issue. What won't be an issue is Steph Diggs, who is going to be going off for over 200 yards and torching everybody's ass while, I hope, it's snowing up a storm in Buffalo. I am going to tentatively say that Buffalo covers, though. I think it'll actually be closer than it should be because Buffalo, especially next year, they need to get a better so running He's going to torch your favorite player, Marcus Peters? I hope that Marcus Peters gets hit by a snowball and then breaks his leg <laughs> and then recovers <laughs> so that he doesn't die. But <laughs> Okay. All right. What spread are we rolling with on this Man. game, by the way? Minus three, Buffalo. Okay. It's... Minus three. I'm, I'm. My guess is it'll be about a six-point win. Mm, six D for the Ravens, more like it. So I'm obviously hyped for this All game. Right. Super hype <laughs> for the main reason that the Bills cannot stop the run, not even a little bit. Could oh not against God. the Colts. The Colts got five yards of pop against them, and they just sucked because Ed Dodds can't uh, assist in GM, so he wasn't able to put together a team that's good enough. <laughs> so the obviously so the, the Ravens strength is going to be the running game and if Jordan Poirier is as much of a factor as he is in Madden he's going to catch the L again so absolutely no problems there oh uh, you mean interception and he can catch the, the L with the interception he can have one we'll give him one <laughs> just like we gave uh just like we gave the, the dude last week <laughs> still got that L gave him 10 points and then said no more uh, but, I mean, who was it? Jonathan Wilkins or something that ended up uh, – or Naeem Hines, one of those guys, ended up averaging like 12 yards a carry against uh, against him last year. Hold on. Oh, never mind. I guess it's not picking up. Um, there's a m- music playing in the background, so I didn't want it to pick up. But one of those guys that a- averaged, I think, like 12 yards a carry, and for most of the game it was like 14. So now this week you have not only Lamar Jackson – you got J.K. Dobbins. You have Gus Edwards. Um, and they're just going to be, like, on the Bills' ass running the ball. And I don't think that Buffalo will be able to stop it. Uh, you know, just kind of kind of point blank. And the one thing I am concerned about, which I think helps, um, that the Ravens have such a good running game and they're going to be able to kind of neutralize this from Buffalo, is Steph Diggs because I still don't like the Ravens' corners. Uh, I, I don't think Marcus Peters is that good anymore, and hum, and I don't think Humphreys hey, is good as 
Um, you know, he's kind of been built up as, as these last couple weeks. Uh, but with that being said, if you don't really have the ball that much, all it takes is one or two mistakes. And, you know, Allen made a hell of a play last week where they were supposed to run it in the end zone, and he ended up flicking to, uh, you know, Dawson Knox um, for, for the touchdown. And all you need is one play like that to go wrong, where you're trying to throw it out of the sack, boom, you fumble, and now the Ravens get the ball, and then they just keep running the ball down and down your throat. And if it's a three-point spread, I still trust the Ravens kicker uh, way more than I do trust the Bills. And I do think the Ravens win this game because I got to ride this train out until they face the Chiefs. Then I'll be singing a much different tune. But for this week, go Ravens, go Baltimore, go the entire state of Maryland. Go every color purple, every color black, every color yellow, except maize. The Ravens are damn good at the run. I, I'm curious how much of those numbers involve when a quarterback is able to scramble because Josh Allen's running plays, while he does have designed ones, a lot of good ones, a la Mike Vick, come off of passing plays that break down. And I'm curious to see how much of those numbers are actually involved when something like that happens. But with the fact that the Ravens are not good against the pass and Josh Allen will have his full complement of weapons, including Cole Beasley back. And when they are covered, taking advantage of that coverage and being able to get some running plays out of it, I think quick scoring ability will be in the in Buffalo's favor with Stephon Diggs, with Cole Beasley. And the Ravens will keep this tight. I really wish I could just pick a push because I think this will be a three-point game. I do think the Bills win this game. I think being at home. Wow. I think Josh Allen takes that next step. I think having Stephon Diggs being the best wide receiver on the field far and away is going to make a difference, especially against a Ravens secondary that is not that hot. Uh, Shutting down the run, great. Good job. It's going to keep you in this game, absolutely, and slow things down when you have the ball and be able to keep the Bills on the sideline. But I think the Bills will have a few quick scoring abilities to keep this thing in their favor. And I want to pick a push. <laughs> because I think they win by three. <laughs> uh, so I will go with the Ravens to cover because I feel like that's a safer route, but I'm picking the Bills to flat out win this game. <laughs> that was a long way around to get to your actual pick. Thanks. No problem. And Ryan, I want to apologize in advance for <laughs> what I'm about to say. Uh, um. Paul Let's has go. duly noted. I'll see you guys later. Paul has duly noted my um, strong comeback in the record and and catching up to the guys that were at the top. And it's actually a specific strategy of picking opposite of what Ryan has done over the last number of weeks. So I was five and two last week. That's fine. Playoffs is when we turn. That's fine. I'm still in third place. I'm going to be in second after this week. So have you picked this game? I'm going to go ahead and take Buffalo to um, win by more than three for no specific NFL analysis other than the fact that Ryan picked Baltimore. Oh, this will come I, as a I'm, surprise. I'm a leader in the playoffs. That makes fine. me feel great. We like the Giants. This will come as a surprise to those who know very well how I feel about Lamar Jackson as a quarterback in the NFL. But this game is actually exceptionally Christ, difficult man. to pick because the matchups – do not scream Buffalo. Uh, Baltimore, I disagree a little bit with my friend Matt over here. Uh, Baltimore's pass defense is actually pretty darn solid, uh, especially DVOA-wise adjusted. 
Marcus Peters is not that bad. But oh, more important, You're done. You're done. more Get out. important Get out. than the individual talent in the secondary of Baltimore is Wink's system. And not just his system, but his blitz pressures. They run very man-heavy, but they also run a lot of zone blitzes. And I think as great as Josh Allen has been, they are going to be able to confuse him a little bit. And I think they're going to be able to force him into some mistakes. And they're going to give up some explosive plays. Against Buffalo's offense is absolutely going to happen. But is Buffalo going to be able to get enough? And are they going to be able to consistently move the chains without the running game? In something that I, I, I love Buffalo, I really do. And they won like, I don't know, nine of their last 10 games or something crazy, like to rip off the end of the season. They don't run the ball well, and they don't defend the run that well. Now, it's not as bad as it's been made out to be. They're per, they're an average run defense, not a bad run defense. But they're not putting the clamps on Baltimore's rushing attack, which, as we know, is the only way that Baltimore's doing anything. If Buffalo, if I could believe Buffalo <laughs> could put the game <laughs> at Lamar Jackson's arm, I would pick them by 25 points. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. And it's it, this is a game that can that is going to snowball one way or the other. It absolutely is. It it. Uh. It, Snowball yes, in snowballs Buffalo. in Buffalo. If Buffalo jumps out to an early 14-point lead, Baltimore's done. It's over. It's a wrap. But if Baltimore gets that early lead, it's going to be so tough. Buffalo's going to be even more one-dimensional than they are. They're going to be able to do all kinds of things in coverage. And Lamar's not going to have to do anything. And when he throws, it's going to be to wide-open players that Buffalo can't afford to leave enough guys back in coverage to cover. Disrespect our secondary. It's not, no, it's not no, even sir. all in your secondary. It's the adjustments you're going to have to make to account for Baltimore's run game. With two great safeties, I'm not worried about Micah Hyde or or Jordan Poyer getting burned by this dude. I'm just not. Matchup wise, Mm-mm. numbers Mm-mm. wise, says this game is for Baltimore. I am oh going to pick <laughs> and coach even coaching the co better coaching staff is in Baltimore. It is yeah, except their except their well, linebackers. Uh, okay, but it's all right, Dylan. I am going – I'm ignoring that. I am, Dylan, I am ignoring the matchups, and I am going with the flat-out better team and better quarterback to just come yeah, out and against say, the you know world, what? Baby. We're ripping it off. Double-digit win for Buffalo. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Double-digit win. All right. Josh Allen is going to go – no, here's why it's even better, because Josh Allen's going to jump through two rows – of card tables set on fire. He said he would. Don't they have to win so the Super go. Bowl? I want that. <laughs> I don't think it's I'm going to win a division yeah, game. And win then... the Super Bowl. No, hey, hey, hey. I'll do I'll make it even better on Ryan's dime. I'll do it. Let's go. Let's if you go. respect or like Cleveland football at all this year, this spread is absurd I to do. you. Oh, my God. Arrowhead so, so, so. without – well, I shouldn't say without fans. Arrowhead with much less fans have like 10, than they would like to have for this game are double-digit favorites over Cleveland on the dot. Ten points. Uh, so I've – okay. 
another take of my, oh by the way um matt i have a question before because i wasn't on last week just i got a question for you um wh- who's in this round is it pittsburgh or is it cleveland i'm trying to remember because i remember the last time i was on you told me that pittsburgh was better uh, than they cleveland? were and they are they just didn't show it last week because brothelsberger so, gave up four oh, they are picks in the first half sorry three picks and a ball snapped over you're, his head to start the game my bad the same thing happens in the super bowl against green bay you're, you're, roethlisberger you're, gives you a big old lead pittsburgh mm-hmm. can't recover uh-huh Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, because Cleveland obviously had their whole team there, right? They had their head coach, they had their starting, no, Cleveland their shocked best the shit offensive out of the world. linemen. You're, you're... Hold on. If we've learned uh, anything they, from what Cleveland they did is this year, the dick when off they of lose their supposedly better assets, they only get better. That's very true. <laughs> but, okay, all I'm trying to do when I'm, when I'm doing this is just to point out the fact I had Cleveland from the jump. They are so well built for this kind of situation at this time of year. Ten points is just disrespectful to the fact of what they've been able to accomplish this season. It very well may turn out to be that, but it's not because Cleveland's a bad team. And on top of that, they're riding high right now, and they didn't have their full roster. And they do now. Just by the way that the game plan's going to work, you know Everybody in this chat, if you don't say this, you're not paying attention. Cleveland is going to win the time of possession. Does, it's going does that to matter when you can't so cover Tyreek Hill that, or Travis Kelsey? It it 100% is going to matter when it comes to the spread. And I'm going to... Mahomes is throwing touchdowns? No chance. I, I mean, the, this Kansas City defense is not good enough to be able to stop this Cleveland run game when it's at its full strength. There's just no way. If Pittsburgh could, wasn't able to be able to stop them, how in any Are they way stick is with the Kansas run when they're City down by 14 to Mahomes? To? I don't no, think it, so. <laughs> why do you keep thinking that somehow it's going to wind up being because this big the jump Chiefs right they away? Score the like game plan from the seconds. jump for Cleveland. And the Chiefs also have a history in the playoffs of giving up a ton in the first quarter. Well, I remember, Does, I remember every remember playoff game Houston last year for year? that. And Houston is City horrible comparatively. But Houston, Houston's a bad example because it was fool's about, gold the way have, they scored those points, and they still got blown out. And they still right, got blown I know, out. I know, like Baker I know. can't Look, throw my, four picks in this game. My point – Baker has Why been playing very well. Why are they going to throw picks if they're not throwing the ball? They're going to have to throw the ball. They're not, yeah, but like that's the other thing. No, they're not. I'll, I'll like, wait okay, till my this pick. Is not, okay, God. Cleveland is going to run the ball like mad. There isn't traditional arrowhead for this. They're going to win time of possession. That inherently on its own means this spread is going to be the under. That Cleveland's not going to win, but disrespecting them like that, I just, I'm not here for it. I'm sorry. Take, take that Chase Claypool <laughs> shit somewhere else. I am here for it. And it's nothing against Cleveland. It's just I think the Chiefs are are that good to where if they want to win this game by 14 points, that's something that they're able to do comfortably. And I do agree with Matt in the sense that you can have the time of possession, but if we're already up, you know, 14 to three, and you're trying to come back, and then you have to like punt on that possession, you might abandon the run game earlier than you want to, and then that obviously gives the advantage to the defense because they know 
that the the Browns have to pass. That's not saying Nick Chubb can't go off or he you know he's not even going to average four and a half or five yards a carry or something like that. But I think that can still happen, and you still find yourself in a twenty-one to thirty-four ball game going the way of the Chiefs. So I don't even think they necessarily have to shut the run down. I just don't know that uh, Cleveland is running uh, enough to make that the difference and that they're stopping the Chiefs on the other end enough. And to me, it's going to be a theme throughout all the podcasts that we do. I just think the Chiefs are are head and shoulders above everybody else in the NFL. So I'll pick them probably no matter what. I think Baker's going to get caught up remembering Oklahoma versus Texas Tech, and he's just going to want to get a chuck fest with Patrick Mahomes and ignore everything his coaches are saying, and he's going to throw a whole bunch. And Tyron Matthew and Daniel Sorensen are going to have a whole bunch of fun. Frank Clark, Chris Jones, they're going to have a whole bunch of fun, and Baker's not going to have a whole lot of fun. And I think the Chiefs and Arrowhead's going to be rocking. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game by about 17, and they're going to be rocking on to the AFC Championship game. Hey, I hey, disagree hey, hey, hey. with all of that because Cleveland does not have a terrible defense from what I saw against Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, you got a pretty decent pass rush at least, right? Fine, yes. That okay. is like it. Well, aside from that, we're forgetting that Kansas City was, I don't want to say struggling because they're still winning games, but they weren't winning games the way we thought they were supposed to be winning games. Sleepwalking. Um, there was, what was that stat, Paul, that they that. hadn't won like the last? Oh, I'm going to update it when I make my pick. Okay, well, for that. I have it, but I don't want to spoil it. It's part of my pick. <laughs> Oh, sorry. You he get the information. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I know I, I think I'm right in what you're going to say. So for that so, reason, I'm not going to James pick Harden them as a double-digit favorite. I'm going to pick the Browns to cover, but the Chiefs to win. What's the odds on the uh, on Cleveland plus? Right like now? money line? Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. On spread. Yeah, that's well. It's like always like one ten or one fifteen. It just depends on your bookie. Well, I well, hopefully not by I the used end to of have next a week. Bookie locked in at one oh five. It was very nice. Huh. Less juice. I have to take a look at that because um, I may take that action. As AJ was saying, Kansas City doesn't beat anybody by ten points. Kansas City has not beat a team by a touchdown in eight games. Good stat, AJ. In a lot. Ball hog. He hardened me. (laughs) We're not even going to count. That was pretty good, too. We're not even going to count their last game that they rested all their starters, obviously. Kansas City was 14-1. and And yet, the last eight weeks of the season, they did not beat a single team by a touchdown, no matter how bad. They beat the Falcons by three points. All right? The Falcons, three points. Come on. They don't beat teams. Then you're like, all right, so maybe it's the playoffs. Maybe we're going to spruce it up a bit. But what do I say, AJ? Rest is. Rust. Rust. Oh, is rust. Rust is rust. Hey, Ryan, I'm a team player. Uh, rest oh, is I'm rust. AJ's a gentleman. AJ is a gentleman and a scholar. I'm not, rest is rust. Not the way you're you talking to us tonight. 
you got not you not you AJ was excluded from that is uh, not yeah. true at uh, all in my heart it's true listen Kansas City doesn't beat anybody by 10 teams they're coming off a lay they're pro or 10 teams 10 points they're coming off a layoff they're already prone to slow starts and then Cleveland has one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL Kansas City has arguably Kansas City has arguably the worst rush defense in the entire fucking NFL. Their rush defense, of all the things, something that might actually give them trouble, their rush defense is awful. It is why I actually really wanted to see Baltimore, Kansas City, because all the shit that Buffalo's rush defense gets, Kansas City's is way worse. So you got a team that doesn't beat anybody by a touchdown or more, that's a double-digit favorite, that is probably going to start slow because they're prone to it, and they're coming off rest, and they have, on paper, a bad matchup. Do I think Kansas City's going to lose this game? Probably not, but they could. And to be a 10-point favorite is absurd and disrespectful. And I think this is by far the easiest pick of the week. I am all over Cleveland on this one. I will lock this. Lock this one in. Hey. And that? Hey, hey, hey let's go. By the way, one, one quick thing. I am apparently good luck because the NFL games that I've gone to that weren't in Detroit, obviously... Cleveland and Buffalo, and look where they're at now. You're the welcome. Only That's all I, NF- I go to Lions games, right? So we lose a lot of games. The Lions have only ever lost one game I've attended, and it was against Kansas City, and we made it way closer than it should have been. Like what? So what you're telling me is you're not going to go now so you can oh, see. Oh, stop. I want to win. I want him to win. I want him to be amazing. He could be amazing. That doesn't no change. No one believes that. No, so this you. is why you should no. believe it. I already said that him winning doesn't change whether it's a good or bad hire to me. Why so why wouldn't this? I want him to win? Why Just wouldn't I want him game. to win? It's the last game. Well, it's the last game. Last game on the slate, but the most important game on the slate. That's right. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. New Orleans. No. Part trois. God. We've seen this twice already, and it was really, really bad for Tampa Bay. But everyone is down on New Orleans. New Orleans feels like they should be like a 13-point favorite in this game based on just what we've seen this season. But they're a three and a half point favorite at home. What gives? Well, uh, Mr. Ronald, J- I almost just, said just Ronald call him Barber. Rojo. I don't know where that came from. Ronde Barber. <laughs> Ronald Jones the third is not going to be playing. Well, in this it's good. Game. They'll have their good running back. If I remember in the game. correctly, I think he's still out. You mean the That's one that dropped like three passes? If a you game? want two and a half yards of carry, uh, you know who to go to. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> you, you want a Boise State fan to get a fist in the face, you know who to go to. Um, anyways, now I I hate I hate both of these teams a lot. Uh, Tampa Bay is the one I want to win. Can we uh, not? The reason Can we why please I hate not? The Saints is. <laughs> Look, you're right. I'll just take a knee on this one, but anyways. Um, Look what you've done, Matt. On pure, no on pure hatred, you I want to pick this. Tampa Bay, but I know better for exactly what you said. For whatever reason, the Saints have Tom Brady's ass 
And so it's going to be the New Orleans Saints with fool's gold getting to the NFC title game. And Matt will not shut the fuck up about it. So you're picking them to cover, too? I guarantee that. I am picking the Saints to cover. That's true. As much as as you talked about uh, Cleveland tonight. I'm sure sure Matt's going to double that. (laughs) After the Saints put the beat Mm -hmm. down on the third time Mm -hmm. uh, on, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I'm obviously excited for this game. I said it last week during the picks. I really like to see what Antonio Brown um, has kind of turned into this last part of the season. Or not turned into, but even going back to uh, reverting back to his old self. Um, And he's been, you know, obviously spectacular. But I just like the Saints players more. I don't think Drew Brees is better than Tom Brady. I like him more, though. And I uh, I love Alvin Kamara. And I do think that their defense can give... Tom Brady, um, some trouble, what? and I think the uh, the concerns that we kind of had against um, Washington, they showed themselves a little bit. I know Tampa Bay ended up winning by was it eight points, but it didn't it didn't really seem like eight it was points. all too comfortable of a game for them. And I think the Saints are just a, a much better team. The hook concerns me a little bit because if they win by three, then obviously this this game still goes to Tampa. Uh, but I am going to take the Saints. I do think they are the better team, and I do think that they're uh, they're eager. Not that the other team isn't, but the Saints have been here more than the Buccaneers, and they're very eager to get back to the Super Bowl and get one for Breeze in what is uh, you know probably his last year. This game is a conundrum because both <laughs> these teams did not impress last week. They both played down to lesser competition. They both had issues. They both covered. But they both had way more difficulties than they should have in beating lesser competition. Goddamn right. Tom Brady has Antonio Brown now. He didn't have Antonio Brown for either one of the first two matchups. I'm pretty sure. I know the first one for sure. I'm pretty sure Antonio Brown wasn't in the second matchup. And even if he was, it might have been like his first week back in the NFL. So that adds another, another piece to what Tampa Bay is able to do. Yes, the Saints have a good defense. And the defense has played well. An insane defense. Their defense is I awesome. I don't think this don't is going to be what we saw the first two times. I think this is going to be a much closer matchup. The Saints, and I will give this to Dylan, and it's not Drew Brees. It just seems to be the Saints in general. <laughs> but the Saints, they don't rise to the occasion in the postseason. They seem to shrink a little bit. Oh, man, I wonder why. I wonder why. Maybe because they have small hands at quarterback. I don't know. It's the whole team. The legend who can't take a knee anymore. At least offensively, that seems to shrink in the postseason. And I think that's going to be involved a little bit this weekend. I wonder why. I think Tampa Bay is going to cover. I think the Saints win. I hope the Saints cover. I hope that I'm not stressing the – out about it and that I get to see Drew Brees get back to an NFC championship stressing uh, out I've seen Tom Brady enough <laughs> in, the, in the championship game you bitch and I would like Drew Brees to have a shot at title number two uh, but I think Tampa Bay covers in this one we're getting your dream matchup not no you've begged for this in the... it is one week That's too true. early we, Paul you we've begged for this in the postseason I begged for it in the uh, begged for it in the Super Bowl which yeah, should be had, fair, you're getting exactly what you want. I begged for it this year in the NFC Championship game, but it oh didn't my work god! Out. I'm picking the Bucks. Uh, to cover or to cover? <laughs> and there win. we go. And win. And win. 
Oh, you beautiful man. So. There we go. You have the bravery, <laughs> I don't. So, Matt, you picked the Bucks too. To cover. But now what? Trash. Don, shockingly to me, picked New Orleans. I don't know if he's ever ever picked it against Tom Brady before. To be fair, that's not that surprising because Don does play. (laughs) Every morning at his house, not even at school. (laughs) I lied earlier. I said that I was going to stop picking with my heart because it wasn't going well. And this is going to be the second game I picked more with my heart than my head. Only because I didn't pick different than you. Let's go. I will say, <laughs> I will say, this is fascinating for a multitude of reasons. First of all, you have the best rushing attack in the NFL versus the best rushing defense in the NFL. By numbers? By DVOA, by so a combination, I guess. Okay. Not like pure numbers, but like a metric. Okay. All right. Got you. I got you. I got you. Tom Brady, whatever you think he has left in the tank, is definitely more than Breeze has left in the tank. We agree with that. He had some bombs. He is he honestly whipping the ball around. I still don't know if it's he beneficial how many downfield shots they take with him. I I almost think that they the intermediate stuff, especially in the middle of the field, they should use a little more. But who am I to question Bruce Arians? But New Orleans defense is insane. And I mean that. Like, they're super, super, super good. And I actually think Tampa's defense is a little overrated. But if they can bottle up New Orleans' rushing attack, you do think Drew Brees at this point in his career is capable of beating Tampa Bay? Drew Brees. Not the Saints. But if it is put on Drew Brees' arm, can they get it done? I mean, all they have to do is sit on Michael no. Thomas Lance, and they can no longer pass the ball. And I'm not even like I'm not even joking. I don't. What are you gonna do other than throwing it to Kamara and praying? Like that is the matchup that decides this game. Tampa Bay's offense is getting a lot better as their passing attack just continues to grow seemingly by the week. Uh, Antonio Brown has been mentioned. He has four touchdowns on the season. Those came in the last three weeks. Um, Really coming into his own, always had that chemistry with Brady. We talked about it a lot last week. I'm not going to pick against Tom Brady in Tampa Bay as long as they're in the playoffs. I'm not going to do it. This game is the game to watch this week. This should be a fascinating game. Tampa Bay might get blown out. But if Tampa Bay finds a way to win this game against a team that has eaten them alive twice this year already, if Tampa Bay really shows that they're rounding into form right now, it changes everything. It truly cements them. And I, I, I wouldn't say they are yet. But if they win this game, they're a Super Bowl contender, a real one. And not just because they're in the NFC Finals, but they're a legit threat. <laughs> they're one of the four best. I, I know. Well, it's well. so like Jacksonville a couple of years ago was in the Final Four. They were not a Super Bowl contender in my eyes. You know, no, it's won. not just getting there doesn't make you a true contender to me. I know that people would disagree with that. They're like, oh, you're in the last four, but uh, I'm not picking against Tampa regardless the, as long as they're in the playoffs. So that's my pick. And uh, that's it. Whoop, whoop. Ryan, do the yelling. thing. Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys know where you can subscribe. 
iTunes, Podbean, and then you know where to follow us on Twitter, Sports Carnage, Sports Carnage Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, the YouTubes, all of that. And then make sure you got a front row seat for uh, Lamar Jackson beating the shit out of Buffalo this weekend. <laughs> and you need to leave Paul Noam Chomsky I thought, AJ Ryan, I thought that was Tom Brady. Ryan God Griffin, the late arriving Dylan Bear. I'm Matt Basson. We are Sports Carnage. Thank you for spending way too Hello. much time with us this week. We'll be back with y'all next week.